Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back to the Damn Snack Bar. This is episode 133. Percy Betts is literal fucking life against a blind man, okay? And we are reading chapters 25 to 28, and we have a very special guest, Robert. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, it's me, Robert, a.k.a. the Damn Meme Page, someone who has not updated their meme page in, like, two weeks, but maybe I'll do it after we record. <laughs> That's better than me. I've been so slack on our Instagram. It's literally yeah. been, like, six weeks. But it's, like, my whole bit, I'm supposed to be, like, the main page for everyone, and yeah. I just, like, I write my notes out for the week, and then I just don't do anything with them. Vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, I've got, like, I just really didn't, okay, so what's coming out at the moment for, like, us is all of the Lost Hero episodes, and I just didn't want to be going back to that place <laughs> week to week, so I was like, I'm just going to put it off. I'm just that not going to make anything for it. I'm not going to promote those episodes at all. <laughs> so I've been really, really silent. Um, but yeah. Anyways, yes, Robert, tell us more about yourself. What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, geez, it's been a while since I've been on here. I haven't been on here in like, in like a year, because last time I was on episode 69, you're up to 133 now. <laughs> 69. I think you were on one of the Kane episodes. Yeah, which was, I think, episode 69. Yeah. I forget what the, I forget what that episode was, but I did come on that episode to be like, 69. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to. You have to commit to the bit. Had to commit to the bit. So in the year plus since I've been on this show, I've started three more podcasts since then. I still have the original uh, Entering Storybrook, Once Upon a Time. But then I also started a Kim Possible podcast, a Heartstopper podcast, and a Steven Universe podcast. So yeah, that's a lot. Kim Possible. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Yeah, when you guys started doing the Kim Possible one, I was like, I'm going to be all over this, and I know at least six people who will also be all over this, so I, like, said it to, like, everybody. I was like, yeah. here you go, Robert's doing this, and it's going to be really good. Love how you've just been, like, slowly collecting every single person from the Discord and making another podcast with them. Pretty much. It's an achievement, is what it is. Um Okay, amazing. So, yes, today we're reading chapters 25 to 28. It is a section where, um, with Phineas in Son of Neptune, and it definitely is like the standout moment from this book, for oh, sure, for sure, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. It's the one thing, uh, everyone talks about that, that's the one thing that comes to mind. Yeah. And that, and he can't, he, he literally can't forget Annabeth. So I was like, that's, yeah. that's it, just those two, that'll do me. Oh, but it's like sad, because like the further that he goes away from, or like towards um, Alaska, the more that he starts to forget. And he's like, no, maybe you should like stop here and turn around. <laughs> he's like panicking. He's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, he's losing his memory. I always love how literally Percy is just, hey, you can take away everything out of me except Annabeth. And now... I love how Hera's magic isn't strong enough to take Annabeth out of his brain, but going to Alaska kind of is. Yeah. I would have thought that it would be, like, the opposite. Like, he would go to Alaska and all of Hera's bullshit would, like, leave him yeah, because she can't be, reach him there. Yeah, it's supposed to be the land mm. beyond the gods. And so yeah. It's like, or, oh, this is a terrible epiphany. Um, Hera's using Annabeth as a manipulation tactic. Yeah. Yeah, so... Hera's actually letting him remember Annabeth because she knows that his true 
belief system, belief system, like all of his actions are because of loyalty, fierce loyalty that he feels to people, and so that if she took that away from him, he would have gone into the ocean. And he would have been like, fuck your shit, I'm not helping you. Either that or she was just so unbelievably afraid of how unhinged he would become if he literally was like, wipe the slate clean. Like, he has no ties. He is just a free agent and he's just like, I'm going to fuck everyone's day up. I love that for Jason, she leaves, like, the basic knowledge of knowing Latin and, like, the Roman gods. And for Percy, she's like, no, no, he needs extra, he needs extra. I need to, I need to leave the vague notion of someone named Annabeth in his brain or else (laughs) he will burn down Camp Jupiter. Yeah, literally. I mean, we could also go with the cutesy side that, you know, she can't be taken away from him. Like, I like that version too. She's just so ingrained in his brain. Yeah, in his soul. Yeah, (laughs) fair. She is part of him forever if you take away her then he's no longer whole oh no i just think that if she wasn't there he literally would make camp jupiter his bitch <laughs> yeah, like, he would have no holds against her yeah, baby he would, he'd be like i'm gonna kill you the yeah, day he'd I meet be like you. no consequences for my actions <laughs> like, fucking no, Honestly, Percy, even percy with annabeth memories is so unpredictable i always remember the scene from the war games where frank is describing percy like just just being wild slashing a sword and the romans have yeah. no idea how to counter that yeah, I think, like, the verbatim, like, line is he felt like a literal demon. And I'm like, that, that's, yeah, that's, all like, on point. Yeah. But of they they do say, I don't, know, I don't know if y'all have seen the thing that's, like, Percy's official kill count is, like, 5,000 plus. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm, we, we can all, we're all in agreement, most of that 5,000 came from the, the Battle of Manhattan. Yeah. Where he was invincible slashing through a shit ton of monsters. Yeah. Like, fuck. Boy. So yeah, just because he's not invincible anymore doesn't mean he doesn't fight. He doesn't fight like it. Yeah, exactly. Bloody That's like muscle memory now. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. He just has no safety net. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adam, I think his conscience, and so we gone. He's like, I have no conscience. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um. Okay. So, let's get into uh the book. What did we think of this section? Like, what are our what are our first, th- first thoughts, Joe? Dying is so cute. I love it so much. <laughs> this, whole, it, this section's cute. Yeah, he's really sweet to, her, uh, to Ella. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Fair. Yes, of course, here comes the trope. Like, like Percy, brainwashed, still, sorry, not brainwashed, sorry, slate wiped almost completely clean and still, you know, no obligation to feel these things, still is like, I don't like bullies. He's being a bully. It's Percy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you should. He's being Percy, which is the cutest. <laughs> Is, yeah, so, yeah I, I, I love I love how those are the three things that stay with him: Annabeth, not liking bullies, and Aries is a bitch. Oh, I thought you were going to say a sass. I was going to take that, that memory away. Aries, so, yeah, four, four things. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a thing that was like um, Percy might have forgotten everything, but he never forgets a bitch or like what a bitch looks like. <laughs> or something like that. As he should, as he should. But yeah. See, and, like, my first thoughts of this whole section were just, like, Rick tried so hard to let this quest be Frank's quest, but then you have Percy on the quest. Yeah. So, like, he, Percy's going to take over. Percy's going to – they're going to deflect, deflect to Percy to be the leader because he obviously has more experience even though he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't know where I came from, but I know I was something, so <laughs> this is me leading you guys he's also, <laughs> because, i just like because he has natural instincts yeah so, and he's a natural leader. <laughs> frank he's is like i have no instincts <laughs> i have no instincts. i stabbed the ground literal son of the war god no instinct whatsoever 
None. None. Well, Percy's like, I'm trying to let Frank lead, but he's not getting to the point <laughs> last year, so I'm just going to nudge him. And in the end, just be, like, Frank just looks at him and he's like, what are we supposed to do? And he gets, well, we have to go follow the instructions, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> oh, gosh. See, and I feel like this is one of the reasons why Rick changed um, Frank's age later on, because Frank is supposed to be the same age as Percy here, yeah. but I really just feel like Frank gives off chubby toddler military toddler vibes. Well, they keep saying that too. <laughs> That's a real, a real uh, smash to his ego. Yeah, Self-esteem. yeah. I just really feel like he's like de-aged himself. <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah, you're right. No, Percy, you are the leader. He <laughs> <laughs> fully was like, I'm good. <laughs> And because he fully doesn't want to be a child of Mars, he's like, I'm not built for this. Literally. Literally not built for this. I just wanted to shoot my arrows, though they broke my bow. So. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Oh, God. And then, yeah, I did have, oh, no, Robert is frozen. No, I'm here, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I was just like, I feel like like the fan in your, like, background is moving, but maybe he's just, like, really, like, statuesque, you know? (laughs) yeah no sometimes i will like not zone out but like i'll when i'm paying attention to what someone's saying i'll just like not move not do anything be like i can't i can't listening mode yeah that's impressive actually that's impressive no i was just gonna ask you uh i have in the doc here i already asked you this before you recorded but you asked for this section why (laughs) um as i so like i said off off camera off camera off mic um i definitely think there are two peak Percy moments where he is defini- he's definitionally the character Percy Jackson. One, and I don't mean, and like, realistically, yeah, him being brave and loyal to his friends, that's his defini- his defining characteristic. But I'm talking about uh, Himbo Percy. So there's two instances of that. The first being when he plays rock, paper, scissors against Brerys and throws gun. Uh, and the second being what he does here to try and get uh, the location of where, or where they have to go in Alaska. Yeah. Just yeah. peak. Peak Percy. It really is. It's mm. like he turns his brain off and he just like lets his He's... body run on autopilot. <laughs> but he also is like so smart about it. Well, at least know. that's the vibe he gives off. But really, he's like, oh, no, I've got the cogs moving. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Until you get into like his perspective, then he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. No, he had a plan. In this section, he fully was like, Ella's not part of it. I'm betting on Gaia because I was listening and Gaia said, I'm important, so I'm going to play that card and I'm going to kill fucking Phineas. Phineas is a pompous asshole who's really up himself and he thinks that he's got all the power, but he doesn't know that Gaia specifically said, I'm important. How important can you be? She didn't give you underwear. But she brought you back to life. You're wearing a fuzzy bathrobe. Well, he was disgusting. like, she's keeping you blind and keeping you shackled, whereas mm. here I am running free and wild. <laughs> and she's just, you know, betting her cards that I'll eventually fall into line. But, you know, mm. he's like, I'm the bigger play and I know it. And I can use that against you because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. See, and if Jason had had some of that initiative in his book, it would have been much more bearable to read. But he literally was, like, banking on the fact that he had no memory and used it as his crutch for the whole book. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm also going to love (laughs) – I'm sorry, Joe, you finish, finish. Uh, I was going on a tangent, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, he also figured out why Ella was so important. He was the first person to – Frank and Hazel had no fucking clue. Well, they didn't know what that prophecy was. Well, they were all just sort of like, oh, she's a bird. (laughs) 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 Crazy chicken lady said, what? (laughs) 
And then, Pers- like, and then you know, Ella was like, you know, the, the prophecy from the last series. And he's like, wait a minute, I know that. You're a <laughs> prophecy bird. Yeah. <laughs> I just love to him, like, well, hearing it. him hearing it and just being like, oh, that brings back some trauma. Yeah, that's familiar to me. <laughs> that, that, like- that, also, that also overrides the Hera memory wipe, the trauma of the <laughs> fucking of the Battle of Manhattan. Yeah. He, he yeah. Was like, he's like, my brain can't remember, but my body is physically tingling. So I'm like, ah! <laughs> my spider sense is tingling. Yeah, he's like, something feels weird. <laughs> something's wrong i can feel it um i was i was just gonna say the other thing because we were talking about like jason for a second is that i love i don't think we ever get confirmation that jason gains his memory back 100 percent. but no. percy taking the gorgon's blood gives it back to him by the time he comes back from alaska yeah yeah no and i don't think that um jason getting hit in the head multiple times in this series helps to bring back his memory either <laughs> i think it makes it worse actually <laughs> Like it's knocked out so many times. <laughs> What's his concussion count? Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's not great. It's at, at least three <laughs> in the series. Look, it was enough for a ship. Okay, Brayson was real for a moment there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the recap then. Joe, do you want to sing your little recap song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the recap is the recap. <laughs> So, in this section, Percy's feeling absolutely useless after his whole memory loss freakout at Iris's shop, uh, and then continues to feel useless when a whale does his only current job of getting the of guiding the boat uh, while he has a nap. Then, during said nap, Percy dreams of their impending doom, uh, pretty much which is normal by this point. Then they made it to Portland and it's time to find Phineas because he'll possibly know where Alcyonius is. Turns out Phineas is an asshole who likes to hurt hungry harpies. Please try saying that five times fast. Hurt hungry harpies. <laughs> hurt hungry harpy hurt hungry har- fuck <laughs> after a conversation uh, with Ella an intelligent harpy who regurgitates lines from books she's read Percy has to gamble his life against Phineas because obviously this man will only help you if you kind of promise your death uh, so they use the gorgon blood and prey on Gaia's favoritism to eventually get the information out of Mr. Cruel Old Man and set sail on their way to Alaska but- yeah it's like the side quest of all side quests it's a good so one. Good. Yeah, so here we were reading Heroes of Olympus. Heroes of Olympus? Yeah. The Lost Hero. Right, okay. I was like, we are reading that so, series. Here we were we- reading The Lost Hero going, why the fuck are we on these side quests? They're useless! <laughs> it's so annoying. He's like, that. where is this one? It's beautiful. Okay, well, they gained nothing from those. Yeah. What did they gain from the from Margasket and her two sons? What did they gain from, gain from Medea? Nothing. So let's see, from my guess, they gained the knowledge that there were demigods with purple shirts, which d- didn't matter. They um, but they didn't put that together until, like, uh, 200 very end. Later. Until, like, the very fucking end. Yeah, and it was, was the Leo one? who put it together. God, shoot me. What, 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 what was the other one? Medea. Yeah. They learned uh, nothing from Medea. No, they straight up learned nothing from Medea. Straight Only up nothing. That. Except for Only... nonsense. And Sorry. so it was yeah. like they repeated that over and over again. The whole but it was straight mm, after. Purple shirts. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The Greek camp at Camp Half-Blood has orange shirts, purple shirt. Jason was in a purple shirt. He speaks Latin. He calls gods by their Roman form. And we'll figure it out 200 pages later. That's <laughs> uh, not important. <laughs> it's and then not important. They didn't learn anything from Midas. Oh, nothing from Midas. So annoying. They learned that people were coming back to life, but also they could have learned that from 
Anything else? <laughs> yeah. They could have learned that from the fucking giant they went to go and fight against that stole her dad. Yeah. No, they learned nothing from Minus except that Jason fights in a, with a Roman fighting style, and it was like, we already knew that. Yeah. It's almost like he's a Roman. Almost, yeah. Oh, no, no, they can't be right. <laughs> they have no evidence of this. <laughs> it doesn't matter, so moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so if we move into the book then, yeah, it starts off in the in the boat and Percy is having like an existential crisis over the bag that he's been given by Iris, which just makes me laugh so much because he seems to have an aversion to the tidiness of the bag and the fact that he has a bag in general. He's like, why am I the only one with a bag? This makes me feel useless. I'm like, actually, you should feel useful because you're carrying everyone's stuff. <laughs> he's like, I'm the bag boy. <laughs> like, yeah. So I actually, like, last year went on uh, the Best Damn Camp with Fran and was discussing this section. And Fran had a whole – she was had a whole aversion to this section. And they were like, um, no, it doesn't seem like a Percy thing to be so against having a tie-dye bag. And I agree with that statement because I really feel like for somebody who I think spent a lot of time at the arts and crafts table at Camp Half-Blood would not have an aversion to tie-dye. In fact, I think it would feel very comforting – I'm very like this is home to me. After going, ooh, ah, ah. yeah, you know, just like admiring his bag hanging on his hip, being like, this is nice. Yeah. So I literally feel like this was a bit out of pocket because it, yeah, I don't know. Especially when he's like fighting against not having any memories, I would have thought this would be like you know security baggy. <laughs> well. To get, like you said, he's not against the tie-dye. He's just against the bag itself. So maybe he was like, I wanted a tie-dye shirt. I didn't want a bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did have that moment where he's like, Ugh, I hate it. It's like a man person. I'm like, Percy, please calm your, calm your 2012, 13, you know, era. <laughs> era if anybody uh, could rock misogyny. a man bag, it's Percy Jackson. Yeah. It'd be like, it's a yeah. satchel. <laughs> it's a satchel. A satchel. A satchel. <laughs> Sorry, that made myself laugh. <laughs> yeah, and then there's not really anything else in that uh, bit because then he falls asleep, like, immediately. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the most with his boat. He's like, like, he's like, I'm the travel expert and I carry everyone's stuff. God, I'm just a mule. <laughs> oh, my God. Percy is um, half-born <laughs> from The Ship yeah. of the Dead. Half-born was fucking carrying the crew. Literally. He was just in the background making sure everybody had everything and they were all like, we're striving. And he's like, yeah, but you wouldn't be without me. And they're like, oh yeah, you And he's like, yes, I'm here. Cleaning up. I made this comparison like a couple episodes ago when Percy cleaned the boat before they got in. I was like, that's very Half-Born vibes. Oh, I fucking love Half-Born. Just out here scrubbing the deck at all hours of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's putting in the work to make this place a home except for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he does fall asleep, the thing that I, like, grasped onto when he was dreaming is the fact that he dreams of Tyson, and Tyson sounds so sad when he's like, why is he even further away now? Why can't I smell him, like, closer? He's, like, literally walking away from me. And I was like, I Tyson! <laughs> I love every mention of Tyson anyway, just because he is precious, precious boy. I just love Tyson. He's the best. He is the best. He's just, like, soft character. Isn't he with, uh, with Mrs. O'Leary? Yes! yes! 
And I find it really funny, though, because he's there with Miss O'Leary, and so it takes Percy a hot second to be like, oh, that's not a normal-sized boy with a normal-sized dog. It was like, that's a fucking, wow, <laughs> that is the Cyclops. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big boy with a big dog. Yeah, but <laughs> then this dream of this Cyclops coming off the back of, like, when they saw, what's the what's the name of the Poseidon giant? Polyphenus? No, is it? No, Polyphemus is the one from Sea of Monsters. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's something. It's um, Polybotes. I forgot who the fuck said this. Uh, or, or as someone said, Polyboats. It's just it's, it's just a polyamorous relationship between a bunch of boats. <laughs> well, look, for the Poseidon giant, it works pretty well. <laughs> I will say. But yeah, so Percy like just saw it. Polybrodes' whole, like, horde where centaurs and cyclops are, like, in the horde and he's like, no, this doesn't compute. I thought they were nice guys. And so then he's being told that they're bad guys. And then he has this dream and he's like, oh, my God, a bad guy. Wait, are you nice? <laughs> With Wait big dog? Yeah. You have to be nice. With a dog. With big, cute dog. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just love Tyson so much. Tyson needs to be in every book. <laughs> because then, like, after oh. this book – I think the next time that we see him, and you wouldn't even know this because you haven't read them, is in one of the Charles of Apollo books. Technically speaking, we see him briefly next book. Whenever, when, like, when the whole when, when the band gets together. Oh, because um, he's still at the camp. Because he's still at camp, and then, as far as I know, they just leave him at camp. No, oh. he runs away and hides with Ella. Yeah, they go back to camp, and, and then I don't know where else he he goes after that. He goes to Camp Half Blood. Yeah, camp, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that he is at Camp Jupiter with Ella in, I think it's the fourth Trials of Apollo book. And yeah. Still with Ella. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cute in like a best friends way. I really don't see them as a couple, even though I know that no, Rick because... tried to like ship them together. No, because yeah, they're just <laughs> a couple, more like a couple of besties. Yeah, exactly. 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 There's a couple of besties. Yeah. They both just give off too much of like childlike vibes for me to see them as, you know, yeah, romantic they, interests anything, for each they other. Have puppy dogs for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So other notes that I had about this section was that the whole like thing with Percy playing Gaia into like um, picking him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be the one who lives. I love it because he literally is like, I'm going to like, I know what I'm worth. And yeah. I know that my life is worth more than this little raggedy bathrobe guy. <laughs> because he really, smells what is I he don't. doing? He's eating food. Yeah. <laughs> How is he serving your cause? Like he's not even giving people information when they ask for it, you know? Right. He's too busy gorging he, on his fucking food. He's... Yeah, he's kind of just doing nothing. I don't know. I think she brought him back because he is a seer. And I guess she needed a seer, even though there's 50,000 bajillion other fucking seers that would have been better than him. Yeah, literally. But it also, like, <laughs> a lot of the choices that she's made in bringing people back kind of don't make any sense at all. Like, yeah. Midas made sense because he was, like, funding her army. Yeah. And, like, turning things to gold, yes, that's a valuable resource and you can, like, you know, do stuff with that. Medea right. kind of makes sense to me. Because she's, like, badass businesswoman, but she's also, like, witchy vibes, you know. And yeah. she's just, like, so super-powered that if she you harnessed that, it would work really well. She but she's currently working well, in a... She? Um, 
Yeah, she was working at that point as the jailer for the wind spirits, but she has other uses. Yeah. So, like, I understand why Gabe brought her back. Don't understand why she brought back, like, Kaon. Mm. Yeah, no need for Didn't it. understand that. I was like, uh, uh, To stop Luca from um, sending more um, kids to Roman camp so that armies couldn't be more shored up. I feel like the giants could have done that, though. Mm. Or Gay could have just literally, like, stopped that herself. Yeah. Been like, ah, wow, you stood in quicksand that was ground a moment ago. <laughs> you can't move. <laughs> <laughs> stay there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm going to stay here till you rot and die. <laughs> but you can't die because I've captured death. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> true. True, true, true. I, yeah, I feel like, so the whole capturing death thing and leaving the doors open thing is totally like a double-edged sword because, yeah, it's helpful for her, but it's also helpful for literally everyone else. Yeah. It's like, like, you just made a war where no one can die. Yeah. So there's no, mm-hmm. there's not going to be an outcome. Dumb. Although, although I guess they can, I, I, I guess like, you know, because the giants need to get killed by the combination of a god and a demigod, they sort of stay down a little bit longer, but also, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the series, all seven are back. So. They can kill as many as they want, as long as the doors of death were open. What's also really funny is that they closed the doors of death at some point, so I guess the, the giants just got out before they're closed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they closed them in House of Hades, right? What? Spoilers. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. But then, so how much time... And this is, is a spoiler before... podcast, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the warning at the beginning. It's fine. How much time is there between House of Hades and Blood of Olympus? The whole these last four books take place over the course of like two months. Oh. Yeah, that's not a whole or like lot of time. a month or something like that. Yeah, from Lost Hero, Lost Hero was in December. We're now in June. Yeah, and because like you know, like they they have to come back before whatever that June Roman day is, which is like five days from the day they're at now. The Feast of Fortuna. Yeah, the, the Feast, Feast of Fortuna. Fortuna. You have a Feast for Fortuna? <laughs> the Feast of Fortuna, which is June 24th. And then they spend like, what is it, like a week or two getting to each location between the... Yeah, so like a month and a half is more or less how long it takes, yeah. which is wild. Yeah. I think... Sorry, I was on the Best Damn Camp for a um, Mark of Athena episode two, and we were talking about how it took them, like, a week to get from the U.S. to uh, Greece or something, like, across the ocean it took a week. But then, no, maybe that wasn't the case. No, because they were still – oh, let me hang on my brains. <laughs> it took them – The math isn't mathing. Yeah, it was something like – a a day or a week for them to get across the United States. But then it took Camp Jupiter another three months or something to get from where they, it was when it was the, um, you dropped this scene in where was, is that Charleston? Yes. So Camp Jupiter then got to them in Charleston where they dropped, where Percy collected Annabeth's knife Uh and dropped this, blah, blah, blah. And so then they left. Geography, I'm not good at it. The seven left to go to Greece from there, and Camp Jupiter left to march towards um, Camp Half Blood from there. And it took 
a week for Camp Jupiter to get across the country to Charleston, but then like six months to get up to Camp Upland to fight them. It's just like, what? Make any sense. While mm. they're across in Greece. Okay, but they don't have a flying boat. So <laughs> and they're marching. <laughs> March! <laughs> That's true. But also, like, it took them less time to get across the whole country. Yeah. Rather than just up the country. No, it didn't take them six months. Because I remember they were at the borders for a really long time. Um, yeah, six yeah. months is a bit of an exaggeration. But yeah. it felt like it. It felt like it took them a little bit to get up there trekking through the wilderness anyway they got to camp up and then of course the borders were like no you can't come in you're a threat to our camp you're a threat I'm threatening <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh anyway. timelines as we know are just not Rick's strong suit yeah like at ages all. <laughs> not Rick's strong suit he must just not have like a, you know, like a master document of like when things are and how old people are to like keep track yeah. of like certain main points. He just must not have that. He's just going based off vibes and just based off the fact that he, he's really counting on middle schoolers not tracking time with him. And he's like, they're going to forget, so I don't have to worry about it. But then he also forgets that majority of his readers are in their 20s. <laughs> but he didn't anticipate that, so. They're know. following the series. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, anyway, so back to what I was talking about with Percy and Gaia. I like that he literally plays her in this section to be like, um, no, I'm going to be the one that you're putting all of your like cards on, like you're, you're betting everything on me. And I like that. He's like, I know what I'm worth, blah, blah, blah. But I like that that also shows the difference between Gaia as a villain and Phineas as a villain because Phineas as a villain is he's sucky he does like he has nothing but this section like torture harpies and eat food yeah exactly (laughs) well vibes um but this like it really shows that like Gaia has a, a larger plan and she's like okay and it kind of builds that tension with Gaia a lot better than anything that was done in Lost Hero in my opinion because like mm. all of the stuff in Lost Hero that's like oh my god she's rising it's gonna be terrible if she does blah 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 we don't really see any consequence of that because she's still like super sleepy and then by this time it's like she's more awake and she's more aware of like what's going on and who needs to rise and name. <laughs> yeah her plan's coming together a little bit better and I just like that this this section like builds that a little bit more because yeah. Percy's like all right well bet yeah, and no one really knows what her plans are, except in this moment we get an inkling that, okay, her plans include a demigod, but what are you going to do with Percy? Yeah. And how is he going to be used? And yeah. yeah, and here it is being, and she's like, okay, fine, you you made me show my hand. And Percy's like, I fucking know it, and it's, it's Game of Chicken, I fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. It's just, it's just really funny when, yeah. um, when Percy, Percy has, I think this is really the only time that he's bet his life like this in such a drastic way, being like, no, 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 I'm right. I'm more important than this fucking Phineas dude. And Gaia almost lets him die. She, I, I always read it as he did take the poison. He did take yeah. the bad Gorgon's blood. And then Gaia just was like, fine, you piece of shit, you win. I'll like swap him so that like, Mid digestion or whatever, she takes it out of Percy and swaps it with uh, swaps it with yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like a power that kind of makes no sense, like at all. Or I wonder if like the I've never thought of it that way. No, that's sick. I wonder if the Gorgon's blood is more of like a placebo thing. So it's like both of them 
don't work the way that you think they're going to work because of like, I wonder if it's like a confidence thing. So if Percy had drunk it fully going in being like, no, I have the one that's going to keep me alive. If his will is stronger than Phineas's will and if Phineas has more of a fear of, oh, I took the poison, then that's what happened. But he was also so sure because Gaia was like, no, this is the poison. I mean, this is the not poison. I tricked him. No, but if Gaia hadn't hadn't been involved, I mean. Right. If Gaia hadn't been involved and it was two separate characters Mm -hmm. and so, like, if, you know, the situation was, like, someone's been offered these two vials, if one person has more doubt of that it's going to work, then they're the one who ends up with the poison. Oh, like really big slap in the face karma. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. The poison, the poison for Percy. The, per- the poison for <laughs> Percy. Percy's poison. That poison? <laughs> well, I never yes. thought of it that way, that he actually did drink the poison because Gay was trying to call his bluff. Oh, yeah. I always read it that way because I he started didn't. off like full dying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I thought it was just like, a, ha ha, the blood tricked you. <laughs> nah, it's also, oh God, I just also remember that he describes it like he's drinking it and it's like thick and oily. I'm like, God, this is disgusting. But yeah. also it would apparently heal any ailment. And I'm like, do I want, if I knew definitively <laughs> I had, if I had, if I knew definitively I had the cure anything blood in my hand and it was between that, drinking that or dying, I would still weigh my options. <laughs> yeah. See, what I would have liked to see is the Gorgon's blood bring back his curse of Achilles. I would have liked to see oh, that. Oh, that would have been Because, sick. like, if it cures any ailment, to me, him losing that curse is a full, like, ailment to me. Because I if mean, he still had it... It's called a curse, though. Well, if he it's still had it... If he still had it, then this trio would be the cursed trio. Because Frank's got his yeah. lastic curse. Hazel's got Aww. her I make things that kill curse, people curse. curse. <laughs> like, I summon gold. And then Percy would have his... It's not really a curse, but it is yeah. curse. Because mm. <laughs> he's there like, I am invulnerable. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I always hated that Rick, like, made the curse go away in the river of all things, especially when, like, if you had read the sort of Hades book before this, we know that he can lift a river, like a powerful river, for him to not be, like, touched by it. And also, like, he shouldn't have been touched by the river anyway because he's he can't get wet, yeah. so, like, it shouldn't have affected him in the first place. And I know that he took it away so that it could be the climax in Blood of Olympus, but make it any other character. Leave Percy alone. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if they ever explain it or if you guys talked about it in that in the episode when he shows up at Camp Jupiter. It hasn't come out yet at, at the time of recording this. L- little behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> but did y'all go into, like, why the fuck is this random river the thing that takes away the Curse of Achilles? Uh, I don't remember if we did or didn't, but I definitely am like... It's so dumb. Hate it. Hate it so much because if you're going to make... It's just just Rick realizing he made Percy too strong and now he needs to come up with some way to get rid of the Curse of Achilles. By the way, I also love how everyone building up to him getting the curse was like, this is the curse that not many... You know, survive from or live happily ever after from. No, he just gets rid of the curse. Taken away. Well, that's what I don't like about it. it. That's what I don't like about it because we only spent one book with Percy with this curse that's, like, full life, whatever, and it then the next time that we see book. him... It was only half the book. Yeah, the next time that we see him, it's like, oh, actually, never mind, he doesn't have that anymore. And I'm like, no, I want to see more of a consequence of him having this, and also, like, he doesn't know that he has it, so yeah, he's full, why like, take it away? He's not overpowered until, like, he realises. <laughs> Can you imagine him in the war games, just 
playing if he still had that. He would have. Yeah, it would be different if his one memory of Annabeth is the memory that made him have the curse in the first place, which also actually is that the memory that he has of Annabeth and that's the reason that he remembered her because when Hera took away all of his memories, he still had the curse. Oh, epiphany. Slay. Anyways, I just think... No, not anyways, let's dive into that. (laughs) I just think that he should have kept it in the first place because... Absolutely. Percy is already overpowered. Just keep adding to it. What, who's it hurting? Well. <laughs> who's it hurting I'm except his enemies? Give him, give him like a siren's a hypnosis voice. I was like, you already took enough away from him by taking his memories. You don't also have to take his coolness factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not that you can fully take it away, but. He's fully, like, you can't take away his cool shit that he earned. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I, blood, sweat, and tears earned that fucking curse. Give yeah. me a bag. Yeah. yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. Where are we right now? <laughs> Because I'm trying to, I'm, I've been paying attention. I'm, I'm trying to like form a coherency of like, wait, where? What are we talking about now? We went from. I don't think we went into a whole lot of detail about everything. We just went. We just sort of bounced around. Yeah, pretty much. We're talking about the uh, Gorgon's blood. Yeah, we were. Yeah, Gorgon's blood, blood, thick and oily, disgusting. I would maybe consider dying before drinking it. Um, yeah. See, okay, let's let's have a little question here. How? <laughs> gross would it have to be of a liquid that you could like concoct in your brain right now that would stop you from drinking it something chunky and gooey <laughs> <sighs> like uh, turkey giblets after you've cooked them in the pan, uh, in the, pan. Oh the fat that's still like in the pan uh, that you have to like scrape off later <laughs> i think if he's willingly drinking blood guys it's gross uh, like he obviously- he's willingly drinking monster's blood Percy obviously is the kid that's like, you hand him a mystery drink, and he's like, yeah, I'll drink that. Give yeah. me two dollars. Oh, he's mystery shot to the bar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Like, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't be so rash then, because when I was 15, 14 or 15, uh, I was at a slumber party, and we were playing board, uh, like, Truth or Dare or whatever it was, I think, something similar. And it came up to me to dare, and they're like, we dare you to drink, uh, jungle juice i think they called it or something they just went up to the kitchen and put like oil and ketchup and like peach juice and they just mixed it all together and they're like you don't have to drink the whole thing you have to take like a big gulp and i did because i was dared and i almost puked because i was like oh god this is terrible (laughs) those things are not meant to go together (laughs) i have terrible ambulance like that (laughs) in in my memory of what that tasted like i could maybe take like 10 times how bad that tasted if that was like the the maximum I could take in order to be like I will drink the Gorgon's blood. <laughs> wow. See, but that's fully vibes. Like if somebody dared me to do something, I am a sucker for that shit. Especially if they call me a whim. That's how I ended up streaking. Um <laughs> <grabbed my> age <laughs> of eight. <laughs> somebody dared me and I was like, oh, You were like, I'm not a pussy. Literally. <laughs> it's also yeah. just funny when um fuck what is it it's also just funny when like you know people people our age with the mental illness or whatever they're like you have a 50 50 chance of dying if you drink one of these picture and then you just pick one at random let's go bitch cheers i mean yeah. cured of everything or i die <laughs> yeah, literally, like, if it's my time it's my time yeah literally my time it's will will the gorgon's blood cure my mental illness is that one of the ailments it can cure yeah. Or, or you go, if I drink it, nothing will happen because I'm perfect as I am. <laughs> yeah. 
It would really suck if I drank the healing Gorgon's blood and nothing got better because it only did physical ailments. And I'm like, oh man, I could have died. <laughs> I still am mentally ill. What was the point? <laughs> I'm still mentally ill and now my mouth tastes horrible because I just drank fucking oily, chunky Gorgon blood. Yeah, please yeah. say chunky. <laughs> chunky. Chunky and slimy at the same time. <laughs> well, I know Chunky. now. I know now. Now I know what kind of peanut butter Joe prefers. <laughs> smooth, the, the non-chunky kind. Smooth. Yeah. Oh god, she's a smooth. <laughs> smooth like butter. Yeah. Okay. So, do we have any thoughts about Ella's whole situation then? If we're moving on from Phineas, no, she's just chilling. Yeah, she's up. just chilling, kind of like doing what I think I could do. If you just, if you like tortured me and made me hate myself and just lock and, and like I found a library that I could just seclude myself in, I would read everything. I love how Ella's whole shtick isn't that she's some like oracle or something similar. No, she's just pretty much read everything. She's just autistic. I think. Oh well. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I wasn't going to say autistic. I was going to say she literally has, like, <laughs> trauma from being whacked with a weed whacker. Sorry. She's got the neurospicy. She does have the neurospicy. But I wonder, I do wonder what she was like as, like, what her consciousness <sighs> was like before um, the whole, like, Phineas situation because it does seem like she's the only one out of the group of harpies that has any kind of motivation to be something other than must steal food. <laughs> like she obviously has like, you know, I want to read books and I wonder if that was her like safe place even before all of the Phineas shit was happening. And so like, you know, that's where she disappeared back to. And then the regurgitating of the lines, you know, that's her way of, that's her coping mechanism like fully. But I, we don't really get any kind of indication in the original series or any time after this that harpies have any kind of like higher intelligence than where Ella's yeah. at. Like we kind of get a, no, this is as good as it gets, but she's just sort of like, Oh God, I'm trying to think of an animal that she's like, um, detective chimp, the chimp detective from DC comics where she's actually, no, he was bestowed intelligence. I'm trying to think of like an animal that just, she, she's like, um, the Meowth from team rock, like from Pokemon team rockets. Yeah. Meowth, yeah. Yeah. Who just learned how to speak English and how to act like a human because he wanted someone to like him. Um, yeah. but instead of that, she's learned pretty much everything and like read all these books because trauma. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, yeah, it's kind of confusing on what their like, you know, prior intelligence is because we obviously, the only like information we get about harpies in the original series is that they're the cleaners of the cabins at the end of the year. Right. And that they, at the end of the season, they, they go in and they clean out everyone's stuff and like eat kids who left behind. It's the eating of the children. I'm like, that's a bit severe. You kind of get the impression that they're like, you know, they're not going to talk to you. They're just going to, yeah, they're not going to talk to you. They're just going to like literally hoover down. Yeah. And so it's like that kind of, there there are already too many children. Let's just, you know, scare it. Yeah. That kind of like tracks with their, you know, one task mind kind of thing that we then see in son of Neptune. But then obviously they can be like given instruction and like (laughs) the hobbies work for a living. Okay. Like any kid they find they're entitled to eat. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the Mm -hmm. rule. 
But so it's yeah, like, like it's what called was, a Christmas bonus. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, was Ella some kind of, you know, C3PO, I have different Normal, motivations yeah. than the other women of my race and I want to go and be something more than that? Or is that actually something that Harpies are capable of and they're just not given the chance to, you know, I don't know. Like all of the, like the trio seems perfectly shocked that Ella can speak and can read and can, you know. Make her have coherent thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems, just seems odd. And I would like to see, well, because like harpies are like wind spirits and they're just like another kind of wind spirit that's different to like a cloud nymph or a, like, you know, an anemoy or whatever. They're different yeah. in like form, but in power, they're kind of like the same. So like every wind nymph and cloud spirit that we meet, like Melly can speak perfectly English and they're perfectly like, you know, intelligent and whatever. Like why are harpies any different? Yeah. Anyway, so that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Yeah. I would like to see Ella have a friend. Ella have a friend. <laughs> well, I mean, she gets a, a friend, you know. Technically speaking, all, all three, you know, Frank, Frank, Hazel, and um, Percy are friendly to her, and they help her escape, which counts for something. And, you know, she'll also eventually meet uh, Tyson later. Doesn't yeah. she follow them around, too? Um, like they save her, and she's like, "Okay, new friends." <laughs> I know they oh, ask her, her to yeah. leave and hide near Camp Jupiter. I don't remember when that happens. Yeah, because they like obviously see the value of her the same way that Phineas does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Does she say a line from the Prophecy of Seven in this section, or just the Great Prophecy? Just Percy's Prophecy. Oh, she okay. just says, yeah, the Great Prophecy. She then later gives a specific pod- uh, podcast, specific, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what, prophecies are just podcasts. She gives she gives a specific <laughs> prophecy um, next book to Annabeth. Oh, yeah, because she's at camp by that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but also I think this is the last, like, Mark of Athena is the last prophecy she gives. I don't think she gives one in Trials of Apollo. She, spoiler, she does show up. Yeah. What? She's, like, scribing them. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But there's, like, an odd caveat for her being able to scribe them, which makes my skin crawl. Yeah, we're not going to spoil that, Joe. You yeah, got to no, get there on your own. You get to look forward to that moment. <sighs> She's not, like, just chicken scratching in the ground. No. <laughs> no, well, for her, it would just be scratching. <laughs> <laughs> She's, oh, gosh. It, it's like that, that meme of that guy with um, with the crazy eyes while he's standing in front of a board connected with, like, oh my red God, yeah. and everything. Yeah, Charlie Day. I believe that character weird. is from Sunny, Always Sunny Philadelphia, I think. Am yeah, I right? Am I wrong? He's in that show, but that clip is from um, Horrible Bosses 2. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, shout out to me being a fake memer. I don't even know all the references to all the memes I do. Oh, no, we are just very much like people who only regurgitate <laughs> things from shows and movies that we've watched a hundred times. Hey, speaking <laughs> of shows and movies that you've watched a billion times, you guys watch Across the Spider-Verse yet? <gasps> no, fake fans. We haven't been oh. yet. We watched the first one to get up to yeah. date with it. And I was just, yeah. So we're very much cut. Anytime we talk about um, anyone, like Frank wanting to join in, it makes me think of that clip from the first one where um, Into the Spider-Verse where Miles is seeing Spider-Man fight the Prowler and fight um, the 
Lizard guy. Whatever his name is. Anyway, anyway uh, he's like, the, I should go the help goblin. him. What am I thinking? <laughs> I should not go do that. He goes back to hiding. I was like, that is such Fun a fact. vibe. That big lizard dude is actually the green goblin. Sorry, the green goblin. But yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> I, I don't blame you for thinking he was a lizard. Like everyone thought he was too. But like, there, it's based off of the ultimate green goblin, who is just some big hulking green dude. Love it, love it. See, but I, but just the, I should go help him. What am I thinking? <laughs> I should not. <laughs> he didn't even have he didn't have web shooters at that point. Of course, he can't help. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, like, as much as I love Spider-Man, I did not watch that movie until it was, like, a year old, because I'm just really late to the party about everything. But we do, we do need to go and see the the sequel. Any excuse to watch an animated movie? (laughs) Yeah, look, of the movies that are out right now, I would be going to see Spider-Man before I'm going to see The Little Mermaid, even though that's my favorite Disney movie. Little Mermaid apparently is, like... Maybe the best out of the Disney remakes? Take that for whatever you believe. Okay, see, that's what was holding me back, because I have not liked any of the remakes. I would so much rather watch the original, and because The Little Mermaid is my favorite, I cannot be ruining that image with a terrible remake. So I'm not paying money for it. I'll wait till it's on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) Which I Uh, already paid money for. I'm not paying money for it. Download it illegally. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. If somebody else bought my ticket, maybe. (laughs) I'm not buying you a ticket. Sugar mommy, please. <laughs> no! We had the same amount. <laughs> Richie Richardson. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Okay. Um, yeah, that's like the end of the notes that I have. So, Joe, do you want to learn some things about Phineas? Yes. Okay, amazing. Let me Wait, just bring this closer to me. Are, are we going to learn about where his brother Ferb is and why he's not in this chapter? Yeah, exactly. Uh, fun fact, when I was Googling, you know, stuff about Phineas, Phineas and Phoebe is the first thing that came up. So I was like, great, well, this is just an excuse Literally for you to watch the show. Disney's oh, most popular it. show, I think. Yeah, as it should be. Hannah Montana is second in my eyes, but that's, you know. Yeah. That's because I don't know, everybody... for me, second would probably be like maybe Wizards, Wizards of the Waverly Place. That was a big thing for me. Really? Yeah. I probably watched one season of that because it wasn't like – on all the time for us. There was only one day a week where you could watch it um, Mm. because we didn't get, like, Disney Channel. We didn't get, like, you know, they only had, like, Saturday morning and they'd maybe play one episode if you were lucky. And if you got up at 6.45. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Horrible, horrible stuff. Okay, so Phineas was a king of... Phineas was Ferb. Yeah, literally. Phineas was a king of the region of Thrace um, as well as Asia. He appeared in the myth of Jason and the Argonauts, which I forgot to point out when we were reading The Lost Hero. You know how all of the, like, original series, each one was based on a specific myth? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Son of Neptune and The Lost Hero are kind of both based on Jason and the Argonauts, which right. is just further proof to me that they should have, Rick should have combined the two books to make Percy in the first one. That's my opinion. Yeah. And I'll stand by that. Um, so, yeah, he appeared in Jason and the Argonauts on their way to retrieve the Golden Fleece uh, from Colchis. There are various accounts as to who his parents may have been. Uh, some say that Agenor or Poseidon uh, was his father, and then others said mm-hmm. that he was like a child of Phoenix and Cassiopeia. So he was initially married to Cleopatra, who is uh, Boreas and uh, Orithea's daughter, mm-hmm. the one that he, like, raped. Um, right. We love that. Yeah, just Oof. that one guy, you know. He's the only one ever. The only um, one ever. Yeah, and then he, after he was married to Cleopatra, he had a couple of, he had like 20 sons or something, and then he later married uh, Idea, who convinced him to blind all of his sons with Cleopatra, um, and then that was obviously the fate that he suffered later. So his 
prophecy, gift of prophecy was said to have been given to him by Apollo, but then he of obviously... Of course it's Apollo. Yeah, because he's just doling it out willy-nilly to everybody. <laughs> he's like, anyone who flatters me enough, all right, you can have it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, the reason that he is not in Charles of Apollo as one of the <laughs> oracles is because Percy took care of him already. <laughs> That's. I also believe that. Um, yeah, so obviously he misuses his gifts uh, and reveals too much to mankind because seers were expected not to be too precise or too clear in their prophecies uh, because otherwise it would reveal the secrets of the gods. So as punishment for his indiscretion, Zeus blinded him. And then as additional punishment, he contracted the harpies to swoop down uh, upon and eat all the food that was laid out for him taking most and leaving only uneatable remains behind. According to another person uh, in the Odyssey, when asked by Zeus if he preferred to die or lose his sight uh, as his punishment for having his sons blinded as well, Phidias chose Mm -hmm. the I prefer to be blinded rather than die because he's like, I don't really care about seeing the sun. And so Helios was like, offended because <laughs> he's like, like my main job and so in that myth helios is the one who sent the harpies after him because he was like fuck you why are you like dropping me in your reasoning for not wanting to be blind he was like the sun i give you alive you fucking bitch yeah um and then in another version zeus blinded phineas at the request of phineas's son obviously because like his son was blind and he was like blame my dad and also like punish him because be like, what did okay. i do Except be born. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be bald, be born, both sins. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, in Phineas's like when he died, it was because of Hercules. So when the Argo arrived in Phineas's kingdom. Uh, Phineas described his torment with the harpies to Jason, uh, and then obviously two of the Argonauts were Phineas's brothers-in-law, the Boreads, Cal uh, mm-hmm. and Zetes, mm-hmm. and they were told by Phineas, he lied and was like, "You, I can see your future, and your future is to help me." <laughs> and the brothers were like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that seems about right." Well, so- technically, then. He did tell the future because he was like, I'm going to trick them and they're going to help me. Therefore, yeah. they do help me. Yeah, but then they helped because they feared the wrath of the gods if they went against their like fate. So they right. helped him and they reassured Phineas that no harm would come to them. So they set a trap. They set uh, they sat Phineas down to eat a meal with the Boreads standing guard. And then as soon as he tried to touch the food and the harpies swept down, uh, the Boreads chased the harpies out of the kingdom until Iris chased after them and was like, what are you doing? You're hurting the harpies. I am the, the goddess of wind spirits. Like, how dare you? Those are my babies. Yeah. And the Boreads were like, okay, well, we're more afraid of a goddess than we are of Phineas, so we're going to abandon this mission. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then they returned to the Argonauts and Phineas told them how to get through everything safely. It's nothing to do with Hercules. That's different for later. I had Hercules in my brain for no reason. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much pretty much what happened. And then I'm pretty sure he died of starvation. Fun. It is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did have other like research in here about Pericleminus as well, because Phineas like finally named Frank's ancestor and that's who it is. But I also feel like spoilers for later. Do you want me to read it now or I can read it later? Well, I thought we were going to do it when Frank fully di- in one of Frank's chapters. Okay, super slay. I will I will read that then then. I'll leave that for now. Um yeah. 
okay, well, then that's all that I have. Nice. If anybody else has anything to say about the rest of this section, Percy's goaded. Um, <laughs> Percy's goaded. Peak, peak Percy out here risking his life. Yeah. Not even for, not, not even for like the greater good of all mankind kind of vibes, but also that. Oh, just, 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 hey, let me, uh, <laughs> let me just f- foolishly bet my life thinking that I'm more important than a seer well, to the person done- who's already trying to kill me. Yeah, well, he's done with that greater good shit. He's there like, no, I'm out for me. And I know that getting <laughs> he's my memories back will help me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the entire world. Yeah. They fucked me over. So He already carried the world <laughs> on his shoulders, and now he's sick of carrying it on his back. <laughs> yep. Exactly, exactly. I do wonder, though, if, like, <laughs> Gaia had, like, called his bluff and let him die. Frank and Hazel, dealing with that outcome, would have just been like, oh, fuck, we're, leader. we're oh, no longer man. a trio on this quest. We're fucked. <laughs> we're down a player. Yeah. A very important player. Yeah. Like, he thought he was useless. He was not. And then Penny's like, I don't think I'm useless. <laughs> yeah. They also put, like, so much trust. I know that they made Phineas swear on the river sticks but they put so much trust in him that he had actually written the correct location oh. on the piece of paper before he t- drank the blood and then on top of that he was there like i'm gonna rip it up <laughs> like he could have just been like super unhelpful and just written alaska yeah yeah but one of those assholes who's like technically is correct <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Like, he was like he's you know, the truth <laughs> you're like thank you <laughs> It's yeah, like just, that, like that. Ooh, it's like that meme from um, uh, Arrested Development, where it's you know he looks in the fr- he he looks in the fridge and there's a bag that's like you know poop or whatever is in the bag and he looks in the bag he's like I don't know what I expected. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But I mean, like they could have if that had happened. Not that, like I'm not saying like if Percy had died, they could have got around it maybe by like asking Ella. She might have like had something. Maybe hidden away in her scary brain. I love that she was just also chilling there for the whole ride through. (laughs) She was just like watching Percy take this poison and nearly. Was she there? I thought she stayed at the library. No, no, she was there. She was there. I think? Question mark. Yeah. No, no, she was there, and she was fully. Hazel was there, like I'm keeping her calm and keeping her happy, and she's like, I'm watching these idiots die. Yay! (laughs) Experimentation. Oh my god, the other thing about Ella I forgot to say, when they stole the food or took the food from Phineas's table to go and take to Ella, I love that she like turned her nose up at what they had. She was like, you brought me cheese. I don't want that. <laughs> she was like, cheese is yuck. No, I, would, but- I would never choose that, that What, she couldn't eat anything that wasn't specifically from Phineas's table? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they had, like, a cinnamon scroll for her to eat and they had, like, cheese curds or something as well. Or, like, like, something cheese. with cheese. It was, like, a tie with cheese on. Yeah, like noodles with cheese or something like that. disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Was Frank the one offering the cheesy noodles? He's like, well, I can't eat these either. (laughs) No, it was Percy, because she's there like, I'm with Frank, lactose intolerant, can't do it. Mm. The fuck is this? Me and him, we're in the trenches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But I just love that she's like, you didn't take in consideration my dietary requirements? (laughs) (laughs) And Percy's there like, I didn't think you'd be fucking picky. (laughs) He's like, you look fucking hungry. (laughs) He's got you what I could. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they could ask beforehand. Hey, what can and can't you eat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have to catch her first. Yeah, and it's not like Phineas is about to tell them. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Even though Phineas is uh, pizza garbage. 
Yeah. I do think that it's funny that his, like, need to keep his control over the harpies is greater than his need to, like, have Ella. And so, like, if he was smart, then he would have lured her her and, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, he would have treated her differently than the other harpies as another way of, like, abuse and just been like, hmm, see, look what could happen if you were, like, useful to me. Yeah. You know. Could have been the ultimate manipulator, but yeah, no, and that like, way Ella would have been like loyal to him because he was going to feed her. Yeah, basically, Phineas is just an idiot. He's he was like, idiot. "I prefer control, or this kind of control. I can't, you know, imagine any other way of controlling these harpies to me be in charge." You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah, basically, Phineas is an idiot. An idiot. That's what we learned. Phineas the idiot. That's what we learned. Glad he's dead. Sucked him loser. <laughs> You and your pot belly can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay, well, I don't have anything else to say. Neither. I never do. Robert? Yeah, no, neither do I. Okay, well, then, thank was- you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, super I, I, fun. I always have a good time here. Come back anytime. We're going to need more guests for the rest of Heroes. Because especially <laughs> I'm, trying for, like- what else, I'm trying to remember what else it is about Heroes of Olympus that I like. All of House of Hades. Yeah. <laughs> the whole yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Like, I, you, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, um, Best the, bit, the bit when um, he's getting in House of Hades when he's manipulating the misery to feel all the misery. And he's oh, manipulating the poison. Yeah. Like, what a good section. And then the person. curses are attacking him and he gets, and Annabeth gets blinded. God, like, spoilers, Joe! Why did you leave? Me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay. Well, so thank you for joining us. Um, where can everybody find you? I know you said at the beginning, but just repeat yourself. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Let's see. What, what do I do? What do I do? I. You can find me on the internet posting memes on Instagram at the damn meme page. Damn spelled D A M. Um. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, I will be back on posting memes. I'm sure you got plenty of time. <laughs> this will come out in like two months. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just take a two months break. Um, yeah. What you if? Could. I did. <laughs> um, and if you want to see me uh, talk about other podca- uh, other stuff for podcasts, I do a. God, what do I do? I do a Once Upon a Time podcast called Entering Storybrook. I do a Kim Possible podcast called That's a Sitch. I do a. Ozman verse slash Heartstopper podcast called the True and Grammar Book Club, and I do a Steven Universe podcast called The Bits. Amazing. If you're going to tell me I do too many podcasts, yes, yes, I do. No, it's like the best hobby. It is the best hobby, but also I'm definitely not going to put in any more on my plate until I, uh, I I'm done with at least one of those. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's absolutely fair. I also love that you make the distinction <laughs> damn spelled D-A-M. We don't do that. We just let people roll the dice. <laughs> They'd be like, you'll find us. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you'll find us. I would be like, is that how you're listening to this? It's spelled the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Damn spelled D-A-M. It's just, it's just it's like the catch we just say, you know, damn spelled D-A-M. Yeah. 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 we got to point out the joke, you know? Absolutely do. Yeah. Damn dude. Not just like swearing at people. <laughs> I, I will say... Damn is not a swear word. I can't get over no, that. No, it's, it's, it's not a swear word. But I will say, um, 16 years after the joke was last, like, first made, it, it did make a comeback recently. <gasps> really? Maybe. 
Oh, when the dam, like, are you talking about what happened with the Hoover Dam last year? No. What are you talking about? You, you guys will see. You got, you, got, you got some reading to do. Homework. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the sun and the star? Maybe. <laughs> you can't. No, you haven't read it, Joe. Okay. <laughs> it is I funny, won't though. know for years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Come on, Joe, like, you got to read faster. Listen, She's listen, like committed just... to not reading it till we finished with Charles of Apollo. I don't even have yeah, a copy I, of it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> I, I do want to say this out now, out loud now to be like, okay, this episode comes out in two months. I want to see how far in advance he got in two months. Uh, I just started dating a guy and he liked the Percy Jackson books when he was a kid. He hasn't read past like maybe midway through Heroes of Olympus. So I'm like, okay, you're restarting from the beginning then. I gave him Lightning Thief homework. last week. Yeah. <laughs> you gave him, gave him Lightning Thief. <laughs> I gave him homework. Hey, he likes me. I like him. He's got to prove it. Um, and. <laughs> And, um, J- like, you know, last week I gave him, um, fuck what they called. I gave him lightning thief and now, you know, eventually I'm going to be giving him all the books and I want to see who reads them faster, like Joe or him. <laughs> It'll be him because Joe's not going to read the son of the star until we finish with trials of Apollo, which she's not going to read until we do on the podcast. <laughs> Which I like refuse to read Trials of Apollo. <laughs> I fucking each, hate Okay, the first two books are so but the last three are good. Each book has taken you roughly like six months. a month and a half-ish <laughs> to make, to do. Yeah. But if I have to wait through <laughs> two shit books to get to a decent one, I'm not fucking reading it. It's like, not that no. they're shit. It's yeah. that the first two aren't as good as the last three. Yeah. I read the first one and I wanted to rip my hair out. Like, yeah, and the second one's not great if you're not a Leo fan. I'm not a Leo fan, so I was like, shut up, I don't want to listen to you. But if you ignore all the Leo stuff, the rest of, like, the last every chapter. stuff is really good. The whole four chapters I read of that book, he was in every single one. I was like, I can't do it, shut up. I was like, I'm not reading it. Look, to be fair, I had the same opinion of Charles of Apollo until I, until I was listening to... Um, like Seaweed Brain was doing Charles of Apollo and I think now Camp Half Pod is doing so Charles of Apollo and their like slow read of it made me a fan again no, because when I read them I was like no ill <laughs> and but then when I listened to all their episodes I was like actually yes good <laughs> no no it's just you got Stockholm Syndrome you're like, you're like I'm stuck <laughs> listening to only Charles of Apollo I guess I have to like it or I'm gonna go crazy <laughs> that's yeah. what I, I don't think that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> I think other people's passion for things rubs off. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Sometimes my endeavor with yeah. this podcast. I'm like, I need to make other people fans of these books. <laughs> Which what's works gonna because... Happen, what's going to happen when y'all are done? Because technically speaking, you have like a year-ish more of content? No, Robert, the show is coming out. <laughs> That's going to keep us going. <laughs> and then what, you'll just wait <laughs> every, yeah. every year for the next season? Yeah, pretty much. We're, it'll be like seasonal. We'll come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rick's putting out Chalice of the Gods. That'll put us another month and a bit. <laughs> Unless we go chapter by chapter. Good. Oh my god. Let's really drag this out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then there's Trials, and then there's Sun and the Star. And then, look, if we super wanted to, we could do all of the um, imprint books, but because I haven't read any of them. Oh, geez. That, that'll give you a, a good, like, yeah. four or five years. years of content. <laughs> yeah. You could yeah. also be like, you could also be like, this is a joke Hal and I were talking about before we stopped doing Into the Riotverse because we did everything that wasn't the Percy Jackson books. Yeah. We were like, what if for like an April Fool's Day we read uh, like Rick's detective novel? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 
You should have. Yeah, should've. well, you know. How oh, well. bummed are you that you didn't get to Magnus in that podcast? Really bummed because Hal never read Magnus, and as far as I know, still hasn't read Magnus. Dang. I was missing out. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's why we put it before Heroes, because we were like, can't wait any longer, I want to read no, it. No, fucking love Magnus. <laughs> yeah, fuck the timeline, we want to read Magnus Chase. It kind I mean, of fits the timeline, to... not really, kind of. <laughs> if you want to listen to a timeline version of everything, you just listen to France podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. You go listen to the best game, the best damn camp. Can't fucking speak. Yeah. Amazing. And then if you guys want to send us an email, uh, then we are damnstackbypod at outlook.com. Damn spelled D-A-M. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us a message on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at DanSnackBarPod. And if you want to follow us on the TikTok, then we are Katie.DanSnackBarPod. Joe, where can everybody find the rest of our personal information? Yes, it's linked below. That is you crazy. <laughs> linked below. Um, yeah, so next week we're reading chapters 29 to 32 of The Side of Neptune. So come back for that. I think we're getting into the Amazons next. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. Yeah. We get to see some powerful see ladies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Born in 1964, Jeffrey. <laughs> exactly. That should be the theme song next week. I'm not going to put our theme song in there. <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey. You can you get do it. Pay the way. Put your back, back into it. Do it. Tell us why. Show us how. Look at where you came from. Look at Look you at now. Berg and Gates and Buffett. Amateurs can Jim fucking Bob suck it. Him. Fuck their wives. Drink their blood. Come on, Jeff. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a version here. I'll send that. I'll send that to you in a second. There's a version of that song. There's um uh, a collab of that song where immediately after you know he finishes it, it goes into um Abba's Gibby. Yeah, yeah. So we just do it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Freaking love TikTok. Exactly. TikTok is like the best archive for everything. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. Thank you again, Robert. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, and you can absolutely um, feel free to join in on our amazing slash obnoxious outro. <laughs> you say as no one else does it. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>